Welcome to the Shifting Our Schools podcast, where we believe learning never stops. We create innovative and flexible professional development opportunities that support the current research and thinking in education today. This week's podcast episode aspires to set you up to take another step forward on your personal learning journey. Now here's your host, Jeff Udick. Well, welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. I'm your host, Jeff Udick. I hope this episode finds you safe and healthy. This week, we are diving into a topic that has been on the minds of many of you, assessment. Specifically, we'll be talking about ways we can focus not on the product learners might create, but on the process they engage with. This episode, once again, corresponds with a free guide we have for you. The free guide is called Curating Snapshots. And that free guide can be found at shiftingschools.com under resources in our resource library. But before we dive into assessment, I have a little shifting schools business for us to take care of. You might notice our podcast opening talks about innovative and flexible professional development offerings. What does that mean really? Well, last week I gave a talk at a conference here in Seattle about the changing nature of professional development and how we are moving away from the idea of professional development towards this idea of professional learning. Thank you, episodes 159, 160, and 161. So let's start with innovative. I think you'll find anyone that has gone to one of our Zoom PD sessions will tell you they are anything but sit and get sessions. We have developed a framework to offer Zoom sessions that honor educators' time, that gives educators space to learn, to be reflective, to share their learning and thoughts with others. On top of that, we give more resources than you'll ever want. The biggest complaint we get from our sessions is too much good stuff. I'll personally take that complaint any day. Second, let's talk about the word of the year for 2021, flexibility. While the rest of the world is focused on how much time people should spend in the office or work remotely from home, we as educators know that's not the conversation we're having. We're boots on the ground people. We show up to work to be in front of kids people. We are people people. (laughs) While other industries might have goals of how much they can work from home and what that work looks like, our goal is to get back to being in our classroom every day with our students, without masks, and with hugs. No, our conversation is not about getting out of the classroom, but rather using our time in the classroom. Our conversation is, How do we honor educators' time and professionalism and still offer professional learning opportunities while not pulling them away from their classroom or students? I'm finding this to be the main question that is being asked by school leaders and educators alike. That's where Podcast PD comes from. Podcasts offer the ultimate flexibility. You can listen in your car, on a run, during your prep time, from a computer, from a tablet, or from a phone. If you are listening to this, then you already understand how our podcast PD structure works. We create a podcast episode that pairs with a custom-made guide of resources for you and your team. You get the resource guide, and we walk you through the pedagogy behind it, ideas of how to use it, why it's structured the way it is. But you get even more than that. You and your team, school, or district also gets a reflective journal for teams to use to write down their thoughts, to prepare for the conversation about what they have learned. Look, we know professional learning is only as good 
as the conversations that come from it, regardless if that is in person, online, or in a podcast. Learning happens in communities, in teams, and in having conversations with other professionals in our field. Our journal helps you to carry on those conversations after you've listened to the podcasts. This is a whole new way to offer professional learning to your school or staff. And now's the time to start implementing these changes. We're looking at a teacher shortage for years to come unless something drastic happens. A teacher shortage means less time educators get to be released from professional learning opportunities. So we have to be creative. We have to be innovative and we have to be flexible. And that's our goal at Shifting Schools, to help you, your team, your school, or your district starting to think differently about teaching and learning both for ourselves and for our students. Look, I know you already know the power of podcasts because you're listening to this. Thank you, by the way. You get it. Now it's time to start spreading the message that podcasts are a form of professional learning moving forward. It has to be part of what we offer educators. To learn more about Podcast PD or to order your own custom-made podcast for your staff or school, check out Podcast PD under the On Offer tab at ShiftingSchools.com. And of course, you can fill out the contact form on the website or email us at info at ShiftingSchools.com. And we'd even be happy to jump on a Zoom call with you to talk further through what that might look like for your team. Okay, now that I got that off my chest, let's dig into assessment and valuing the learning journey. Our free guide this week, Curating Snapshots, takes you and your team through six distinct ways to help learners focus in on key moments of their learning. Why is this important? Okay, well, hopefully by now, my longtime listeners are not bored of me bringing baseball into the conversation, but come on, it's October and it's playoff season, so baseball is very much on my mind. As a baseball player and fan, I've learned to focus less on the final scoreboard and more on the pivotal moments in the game. If you coach any sport, you are probably doing the same thing. Revisiting the key choices, the clutch moments where you and the team tapped into the skills you've been practicing. That's why I love baseball. It is a game within a game where so many choices come together to tell a story about strategy, skills, and steps. And maybe that's what I love about designing professional development. It is an opportunity to really hone in on some of the skills and steps that make for a transformational learning experience. When I was in school, assessment wasn't like baseball. Bowling might be a more acclable metaphor. I had one shot to knock down some pins, and my teacher would let me know if I hit the pins or not. And that was it. That was all I got. There's no timeouts in bowling. There's no sense of a team. There's a straight line to signify that learning is linear. But we know it isn't. Learning, at least in my opinion, should never be about getting from point A to point B. No, learning is about the journey to point B as much as it is about point B. Our assessment strategies need to put as much emphasis on the journey as the outcome. And I would even say more. One of our essential questions we need to ask ourselves as educators is how am I assessing the process of learning, not just the product of that which was learned? In our free guide, Curating Snapshots, 
we provide you with a series of ready-to-roll-out templates or resources that help you and your learners focus in on those in-between moments. One of my favorite resources in the guide is our self-assessment choice board. You can grab a free Word or Google Doc template, and that choice board looks at goal setting and self-awareness and provides learners with a variety of choices to pursue as they look at their progress at three critical places within their learning journey. Too often, our conversations about goal setting are way too cookie cutter. And I hear this from educators as well as young learners. What educators have told me is that often their school will ask them to set a goal, one goal, and then no one really follows up with them until the end of the semester or year. An alternative is to think about chunking a big goal into smaller goals and then re-examining what our decisions are doing to help us set us up for success. Look, we're dealing with a generation that is used to getting immediate feedback and the possibility to try again. That is part of what makes computer-based games so appealing. You get immediate feedback and right there is a try again button. We are teaching a generation that expects to learn in a feedback loop with a try again button. In our classrooms, that easily translates to setting goals, learning, reflecting on those goals, setting new goals, or try new strategies, and try again. What is really critical on that template in the free guide is the choice. When we invite learners to think about something as personal as their capacity for self-awareness, it matters that we give them autonomy and how they want to reflect. And I don't just think that's a compassionate way to design learning. I also think it is a more effective way because learners need to practice looking at their work and their process from a variety of angles. Bringing it back to baseball, this is why when coaches want to do some analysis of how batters are doing, they will often record the batter from a range of different perspectives. Just look at any slow-mo replay in any sport today and you'll get multiple different angles, all of which give the players instant feedback, allow them to set a new goal, try a new strategy, and then go out and try it again. The other big idea I want to highlight from the guide is that assessment can be done in a way that is communal. The last idea in the guide is one you may be familiar with. It is called book snaps. What I love about asking learners to create book snaps isn't just that it is a great way to check for understanding. No, what I love is that it is a great way to start conversations. When I ask my pre-service students to create a book snap, we all add them to a set of Google Slides. We take time to look through each other's work, and then we use those book snaps to connect, explore, and discuss. The magic of creating a book snap is that it doesn't have to be so time-consuming for students or for us. We are talking about them documenting their understanding and their questions and connections to a resource or learning that we've done within about 15 minutes. If you try any of the six ideas from the guide curating snapshots, I would love to hear how it went. And I'll remind you that this free guide I've been talking about was developed on the request from a listener like you. A school principal wanted ideas on engaging in quick ways to frame assessment. And this free guide was our team's response. 
I mention this because I love reminding our Shifting Schools community that you can always send us your request to info at shiftingschools.com. Again, if you'd like to dig into this free guide to discuss with your team, head over to shiftingschools.com and hit the resource tab to find our resource library that now has more than 60 free guides. While you're there, be sure to also click on the webinar tab under resources to learn about a free webinar we have coming up next week. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we'll see you on the network. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Shifting Our Schools. If you found this episode helpful or inspiring, please make sure to subscribe and leave the team a five-star rating. If you want to learn more about the Shifting Schools team or download our free resources, head over to shiftingschools.com to see what's on offer now. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week for another episode to keep rethinking the shifts our schools need.